2: Hello, welcome everyone to The Distraction here on Fightful.com. I am Jeremy Lambert. Joe Holbert is off this week. He is on IR. Please send him your best wishes. He's uh, having a tough time. Send him a positive message, everybody. To replace him, we have the legend, Denise Alcedo. Denise, how are you? I'm so
3: happy to be brought on as a legend and also that this is our first podcast (laughs) together. So it's like, yeah, it's a momentary occasion.
2: The fans have been clamoring yeah, clamoring for this collaboration. This is the uh, Taylor Swift Bon Iver collaboration that everybody has wanted, and uh, we're here to deliver it. Look, everyone know everyone who watches this podcast knows we're a basketball podcast. The masquerades is a wrestling podcast. Nothing changes today. Instead of basketball, we're gonna talk mainly about Taylor Swift. We will talk wrestling. It's a wrestling podcast. But look, the the people want the Taylor Swift talk, and we are here to give the people what they want, Denise
3: i know i can't believe i can't believe like how many comments i get from wrestling fans that are taylor swift stuff and you wouldn't expect it but it's actually a thing and i i don't even know how people realize that i was such a big fan and people just kept hitting me up about it
2: sean literally tells me he's like if any wrestler comments on taylor swift write about it like just do an article on that, and so like Daniel Bryan had that tweet, like love the Taylor Swift album. I was like, cool. Guess I'm writing this article now.
3: It's because Sean knows where the money's at. He knows where the ratings at. He knows what the draw power is. It's Taylor Swift.
2: That that is very true. I don't remember the uh, the first article that I ended up writing on um, Taylor Taylor Swift that was wrestling. I I know that John John Cena posted that Instagram photo. Um, So we had that one, but there was one before that he's like, yeah, that Taylor Swift article did big numbers So anytime she says anytime wrestlers say anything just write it. I was like, okay, awesome
3: Wow, Sean is using my girl Taylor Swift for numbers (laughs) I cannot believe I am just finding this out Meanwhile, I have been having to take all this like drama about her not being amazing or whatever And look at the numbers that she is doing for Fightful a wrestling wrestling brand and taylor swift is bringing the numbers
2: (laughs) like sean sean plays up like he doesn't like taylor swift on the podcast and stuff we we all know we all know the truth
3: Life's too short to not pretend that you, to pretend you hate Taylor Swift.
2: <laughs> I sang um, "You Belong with Me" to the car or in the car with him. We were we were in Winston Salem, and he looked at me like I was a crazy person. And I was like, "Look, if Taylor Swift comes on the radio, I'm gonna sing it. I don't know what you will to. this is the first time we'd ever met. I was like, I'm gonna sing it. I don't know what you expect from me.
3: That's awesome. <laughs> just like do a whole like just pop in the CDs and you know play the songs for him.
2: I think he thought that it was like I was just doing a gimmick or a bit and this wasn't like what I was actually like because I'll you know I'll tweet stuff all the time like yeah love the Taylor Swift album singing stuff. I really thought that he thought it was just a gimmick until he met me and I started singing it in the car he's like oh you do this like yeah like why wouldn't I do this what are you talking about.
3: So I'm guessing that it was probably his worst nightmare when I came along and I was like, I'm this <laughs> diehard Taylor Swift fan. It's like, stop pulling these people out of the weeds and bringing them into Fightful.
2: I don't know if you if you know this story, um, but you know Jimmy, Jimmy Van, right?
3: Right. Well, we've only met like digitally.
2: Right, right. I've actually never yeah. like talked to him digitally. But when I was talking with Sean, he's like, he said, Jimmy said to him, yeah, Denise tweets about Taylor Swift a lot. And Shauna's like, Denise is on the show like once a week. I'm not going to tell her to stop tweeting about Taylor's.
3: (laughs) That is so funny. And it's, and it's, I've actually cut down my Taylor Swift tweets by a lot because at first I was tweeting like so much about her and I noticed that every time I tweeted about Taylor Swift, I would lose followers. I was like, well, you know, I'm not just like a wrestling person. I have other interests, but I get it though because when you follow somebody that comes out and they host a podcast, it it could be about anybody. It could be about, you know, about baseball or basketball. If that's your go-to person for, whatever it is that you're you follow them for and then they start posting about something else it sort of gets distracting but now it's gotten to the point where i think people like just don't care anymore it's like whatever it's denise that's who she is <laughs> So be it. And that's just how I am. And the thing is that when you love something, you don't want to stop talking about it because that's just what you love. But I have cut down my tweets a lot on Taylor, uh, also on Instagram, too, because it got to the point where no matter where I went, like, let's say I was ring announcing a show or something, people would come up to me, people I didn't know. And they were like, oh, my God, Denise, I love your work. Also, I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. So I was like, okay, guys, I'm done talking about Taylor with everybody (laughs) at this point (laughs) because it was getting to be a lot. (laughs)
2: right people I mean people follow both of us probably for our wrestling more than anything but it's like we're not just wrestling fans like we have other interests outside of that like I tweet about basketball a lot and people are like why are you tweeting about this like what do you want me to do just tweet about wrestling the whole time then you're gonna yell at me for my wrestling opinions no
3: I don't get it. Like, people have more than one interest. Like, that's the thing. And it's funny, too, because I don't just post about Taylor Swift. Like, on my YouTube channel, I I talk so much about, like, TV shows and all this other stuff. And people are like, oh, she just talks about Taylor Swift. And I'm like, (laughs) no, I don't. I do not. But you know how it is online. People just see one thing and you know it's kind of like that whole are you wwe are you aew fan like what do you subscribe to and you say one bad thing about whatever company it's like oh it's because you're a shell for this company and you're like no i said this about that company but people tend to only see one thing
2: yeah i had a thread about wwe this week of like their creative and how they're just making c-level movies and stuff and i gained like a bunch of followers from it And a lot of them were, like, AEW fans, and I'm just like, uh, I hate to disappoint y'all, but, like, people yelled at me last week for being too negative on AEW, so I just don't like any of this stuff. If it's Britt Baker or Daniel Bryan, cool, that's good. Those are my two favorites. Uh, Otherwise, apparently, I just hate all of wrestling, so what can you (laughs) Yeah,
3: it happens, too, because I remember, like, for a while, I got really busy, and there's so much wrestling on TV. You can only watch so much of it, right? So I was only, I think for a couple weeks, I was only tweeting about WWE like I hadn't tweeted anything about AEW, I w I hadn't tweeted anything about impact or New Japan or anything. And then I got people that were tweeting me like, how come you only tweet about WWE? Like, is this all you're watching? And I'm like, guys, I'm busy. I keep up but I don't always watch everything live. And I don't like to tweet about a show after it it, it already aired live. Like I only feel like you should tweet about a show when it's live not like two days afterwards when you're catching up with something.
2: see you can do that though just they're cold takes but who cares like if you want to get your opinion out there just do it like if people yell at you just block them
3: (laughs) i try well i haven't had too much i honestly haven't really had a bad experience on twitter to be honest uh i haven't had as bad of experience as other people i think for me yeah it's, it's, it's i think for me i've had more bad experiences on instagram and maybe youtube
2: See, I don't go on Instagram. You're—I don't know how anybody yells at you on Twitter. I, I tweeted over the weekend. Like, you're just one of the most like positive, uplifting people I know on Twitter. And like every time you tweet, it's like Denise says something nice to say. She's doing something awesome. <laughs> like you can just tell. Like you love what you're doing, and that's really hard to find with a with a lot of people, especially covering wrestling where it's. I mean let's be honest, it's not the, the best thing to cover a lot of times. So like you just making your videos, doing podcast appearance, whatever it is, like you're so positive by everything. It's like anytime Denise tweets something, it's just gonna be a smile on my face. You're better than WWE at putting a smile on my face.
3: <laughs> there you go, I'm gonna start doing Denise <laughs> Mania or something. See if I get as many viewers <laughs>
2: 50 million people watched Wrestlemania According to Mark Henry that, That's what he says I don't know <laughs> uh, I have to ask you this In true distraction form Are you yeah. a Brett girl Or a Sean girl
3: Okay so this is actually very complicated Considering <laughs> considering my Just yesterday on I Was like livid that Bret Hart wasn't on the answer for greatest wrestler of all time. However, I love Bret Hart, like, I love Bret Hart, but if I had to pick between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, and my fiance is gonna hate me for this because we're total opposite on this, um, I'm gonna go with Shawn Michaels. And that's the thing, like, we're always arguing about this. Like, we're never on the same team about this. So he's made very convincing arguments about Bret, but I just want to win, so I've made very convincing arguments about Shawn.
2: (laughs) Oh, Denise, we might have to ban you from our show now. We ban a lot of things on this program, by the
3: way. Wait, so wait, what's the general, everybody's always picking Bret Hart on the show or what?
2: You were the first person to pick Shawn Michaels. Legitimately the first person to pick Shawn Michaels.
3: (laughs) I can't help it. There's certain people that you just, even if you think somebody's a better wrestler, technically speaking, and a great worker and all of that, there's just certain people that you tend to flock to for different reasons. You know, like, they, like I just like Shawn Michaels for not just being like a great in-ring performer, but it's just it's more than that.
2: I was a Shawn Michaels person growing up like I like his charisma and everything and just his, his personality is like, yeah, this dude's awesome. But the, the older I got, the more I appreciated Bret Hart. And I think that Shawn Michaels, because of what he's done in NXT, and making it like everything is Shawn Michaels in NXT. Like you gotta have a ladder match every month. You gotta do like this dramatic talking stuff in every match. It's just too much for me.
3: <laughs> wow. No, I love anything Shawn Michaels, so I can't complain.
2: I look, I'll go back and watch an old Shawn Michaels match any day of the week. Like I, his his performances still hold up to me. I just think as time has gone on he is the reason for a lot of how the business is now. And I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But like, he is, again, the NXT stuff with the dramatic talking, all the super kicks and everything, he's a big part of that. And it's not his fault that so many copied that style. It's just some of that stuff just doesn't hold as well nowadays as it did back then. But I'll go back and watch Shawn Michaels' Mankind from Mind Games all day long.
3: Right, right. No, I get what you mean, but I just... I. The way I see it is like if you're going to imitate anybody, it should be somebody like Shawn Michaels.
2: Oh, see, it should be Bret Hart who made things well, I mean, look yeah, real. <laughs> yeah, it could
3: definitely also be Bret Hart, but people, like I said, people, like even if you're like an aspiring wrestler, you tend to go for a certain person. So somebody could be like, oh yeah, like I want to aspire to be like Bret Hart or I want to aspire to be like Shawn Michaels. Like who cares, man? Like they're both great. Let them do what they want.
2: Right, I agree. And look, if you're going to look up to people, Shawn Michaels, there's worse role models in wrestling than Shawn Michaels from an on-camera perspective. Off-camera, there's some issues there, at least during his peak. But, you know, he found Jesus. He's good. He's cleaned up his life. Things have things have turned around for him, so that's yeah. always good to hear. Um, are you part of Retribution?
3: Am I part of Retribution? <laughs> you know what? At this point, with all like the really, like, Silly things that have been done—you'd be surprised. Maybe I am, but no, I'm not. Unfortunately, I have I have more things to do than throw cylinder brocks twice. I saw your uh, tweet. I was like, I don't. I didn't think it was that funny. I really oh. didn't. I watched I I I saw it the first time I had no reaction. Then I watched the clip again to see like maybe I missed the funny part in this and I just didn't laugh.
2: Oh, I thought the whole thing was just like the whole retribution gimmick is just stupid to me. Like I don't know. I have no idea what they're trying to accomplish. Do you can you piece anything together of like what they're trying to accomplish with this?
3: Well, see, I think it's more of like trying to be you know, I've heard some people say like, oh, this is more of like the Antifa's gimmick, you know, that sort of thing. That's what they're going with it. And I just see it as, you know, I almost don't think that there is, they have the end game idea already for this. Like, I almost just feel like it's something that they put together, okay, let's do it, but they don't actually have the end game or the end result for it just yet. I don't know why, but that's just the feeling that I get. I feel like there's still some big pieces missing. And I I, I just, if you're going to do that, I think you need to look really cool. The people that you have doing it need to look cool. They need to look badass. They need to look scary. You need to be afraid of those people coming into your home and just trashing wherever you live or whatever. And we're just not getting that.
2: See, that's why it's comedy to me is you've got all of these like five eight people running around and they're throwing two cinder blocks one through an already shattered they're kicking a, a car we didn't even see the car get tipped over it was just already tipped over and they're just like kicking it and the guy needs help getting down off the car and stuff they're, they're using the spray cans just like spraying it in the air like it's a lysol can or, stuff. i it's complete comedy to me
3: it's a mess. I mean, I can see some kids from my former high school putting <laughs> something like that together.
2: That's what it seems like. It's like, Oh yeah, let's, let's go out with your buddies on a Saturday night and teepee somebody house. Like that's what right, it feels right. like. It doesn't right. feel like it's just a major wrestling angle for people. You're supposed to be afraid of. I, I don't understand it at all.
3: <laughs> I don't either, but I'm curious to see where it's going to go. I mean, I wasn't expecting all this ninja stuff that came out of nowhere too. And now it's, I mean, it's not the greatest thing, but I'm not hating it every week. It's tolerable.
2: What are your thoughts on Raw Underground? You think the ninja stuff is tolerable?
3: I mean, it's <laughs> I've complained worse about it. other things have bugged me worse. At this point, they're just background to me. Uh, Raw Underground, I did not, I did not like it the first week whatsoever. I thought it looks really silly. It looked fake, and I didn't like that. And uh, I liked it a little bit more the second week, but I just really think that it depends who they have on there, who like they have to have somebody that actually knows or looks like they know what they're actually doing. And so I think that that's honestly like the key element that needs to be incorporated into raw underground. And I also think more things need to be explained about what exactly the purpose of raw underground is for for the screen, you know, for on screen purposes. I just think that there's a lot of unanswered questions. I was really upset that they didn't have Shayna go after one of the guys because i thought that would have been like huge that would have been like the thing that they needed to gain people's attention especially for those that haven't been sold on the idea of raw underground just yet so i did say this on the raw podcast i think they really really missed out on a huge opportunity to not only uh, make it a reason worth watching But also to sort of get that momentum and that hype back for Shayna because she went from, like, here with hype and momentum to, like, down here. And I just feel like she's one of those people that has such a natural persona because, like, that's just, like, who she is. And because of that, like, they're missing the boat with her. Like, they should have her doing something, like, super killer. You don't have women like Shayna every single day, so take advantage of it.
2: Becky wanted to drop the title. To Shayna she said this on the the Bella Twins podcast she's like yeah I want to lose a title to, to Shayna and obviously that didn't happen and then they kind of just like Shayna disappeared after money in the bank I hated the the Shayna promo I guess it was last week where she's like Asuka I'm not here to attack you like I want you to win and all this stuff like what who is this Shayna Baszler <laughs>
3: Well, I thought that was dumb because if you want to be the champion, why not just beat the champion now? Why not just go after Sasha? Why wait for somebody else to have their turn? That, I mean, I can see somebody else saying that, right? Another woman with a different character, but not Shayna. Shayna should be like, I don't don't care who the champion is. I'm going to go after them and that's that because that's my belt and that's what it is. I don't like the idea of feeling like you have to wait in line. Like, all the people on the roster should be like, hungry for I mean all the women should be hungry for for the championship that's how it should be and I feel like it's almost like okay well it's not my turn right now because she's dealing with this and I get it because obviously you have to have your storylines and all of that but it should still be a background thing where we know more of the women are like aching for it
2: do you think there's an end game with Raw Underground because we saw the Hurt Business take it over the first week and then they weren't even involved this past week
3: I don't know I mean I saw the reports that they were looking for the dancers I think like way in advance for raw underground or that that's the assumption that they put feelers out there to try to get uh, the dancers out there so because of that it kind of seems like maybe there's you know been more planning than we might have assumed for raw underground um I think the fact that you've been promoting it like this so much you would think that there has to be some sort of plan for it right you don't just promote something (laughs) and then just kind of hope it works out with no really no direction um and so i'm i'm hoping that there is something where you know maybe in a couple weeks i'm gonna be like oh my god my favorite thing about raw is raw uh, Raw underground not right now but maybe in a couple weeks maybe several months if it lasts that long
2: yeah i don't think they plan any of this stuff seth rollins was like it's all week to week he's like i don't know what i'm doing when i show up they just kind of tell me and I, i make it work and it's like yeah they've they've got some end games here apparently um i can't see raw underground last thing the how it came together is shane mcmahon has been pitching this idea for 20 years and vince just finally said yeah sure you can you can do your little underground fights on our show we need a pop rating somehow because shane's been wanting to get involved in mma stuff for decades now and i just envision shane going to, to vince like every single day and be like can we do those mma fights now what what do you think can we do them and vince just saying nope 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 and finally ratings have gotten so bad that vince is like all right shane let's do your little underground mma fights on the show and finally they can do it but they don't know where it's going i i would be shocked if they know where it's going.
3: yeah i don't know i just think at this point like hey might as well throw some darts and see which one (laughs) sticks right
2: (laughs) Uh, I know you do a lot of raw talk uh, with Sean, so I'm gonna move on to some SmackDown. We've 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 come close to banning SmackDown on this program because um, I have to do the SmackDown podcast. Joe Joe is not a big fan of uh, what's going on. He's a big Alexa Bliss fan. Not a fan of what's happening with Alexa Bliss right now. What is your take on Alexa Bliss playing Disney princess with the fiend?
3: You know, it's not. I love Alexa Bliss. Like she is one of my favorite 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 people on the roster like I I can't I can't put her over enough I really really like everything that she does um this may not have been my first pick for what i would like to see her doing but i did kind of think that for a while uh you know i love her and nikki together obviously but i think for a while it just became repetitive where it's like yeah they're funny and we like seeing them together but i just feel like there could be more to be done with alexa bliss uh this is a different direction from what i was thinking but at least it's Use something different, but I'm not gonna say that I'm like the world's biggest fan of it just because it's just it feels a little bit like a weird dynamic, but you never know, it might work.
2: Would you make a bronze promo where he was just like, I don't care about Alexa, let's just fight?
3: Hey, fewer words, better. <laughs> But he's having a I mean, I see it as man of a, a bunch of words.
2: He's supposedly like in love with her. He sees her in his dreams and uh, that she's sister Abigail and stuff. And Is he's that like, yeah, that I don't supposed
3: care. to be he's in love with her. Yeah, isn't so that isn't that, isn't that what they're
2: isn't that what they're telling? I don't know. I mean that look, I've seen all the fifteen threads on the swamp fight and all the Reddit threads of like breaking it down in every single detail of like this is all the layers and all the See, stuff. That I we've haven't missed. done
3: that. I haven't done that. I haven't broken this down in like layers and Easter eggs and oh this is what we think is gonna happen. I haven't <laughs> done that, so I, it hasn't garnered gar, garnered my attention enough to want to take the time to do all of that. <laughs> People I have... appreciate those that do because they help make my job easier.
2: People have called Bray Wyatt the Taylor Swift of wrestling with all of the Easter eggs and stuff he drops during his uh, promos and cinematic matches.
3: Have they really said that? No,
2: no, I have no idea.
3: I haven't heard anybody say that. I was like, where have I been? I get tagged in everything Taylor Swift related, and I didn't hear that. But if they did, but they should say that. We start it right now. Bray Wyatt is great with words. He's great at delivery. He's great at bringing in a sense of, you know, different characters. And yeah, he's great at putting all this little Easter egg stuff together. So you know what? Maybe there's definitely something there with that.
2: There we go. We can start that. We can take credit for that scoop. Uh no one gives me credit for my scoops anyway, but we can we can take credit for oh, this didn't one. Did you was... just
3: put something out there was a funny tweet <laughs> that you put out recently where you're like oh thanks like this is my scoop or I forgot what it was that you said. Was it about CM Punk?
2: Yeah, I said CM Punk would not be the mystery opponent in the NXT match last night and I was correct. See?
3: There you go. That's a great scoop. I
2: I only give accurate scoops. I Jimmy were you wrong yeah exactly wrong (laughs) exactly jimmy will say he messages sean he's like what is Jeremy talking about? Like, is he being serious with this? So I had to put in my Twitter bio like ninety five percent of my tweets are sarcastic. Like, don't believe anything I'm tweeting. Because... Wait, wait,
3: wait, wait! I love how Jimmy is all up on our tweets. Yeah. I don't know much about Taylor Swift. You're not being serious enough. <laughs> we should have been notified ahead of time that our tweets would be analyzed and yeah. and I don't know
2: what else. Jimmy just goes to Sean and is like, keeping tabs on us. Well, from... you...
3: Well, you know what? Sean Ross Sap changes his default picture too much. There you go. That Thank is you. a complaint that I officially have.
2: Thank you. I have and that he same changing complaint. His
3: name a bunch of times too.
2: Uh, I think it's always been like Sean Ross Sap of Fightful. Or like the
3: little, part, the little part that you could change, not the handle. Yeah. I feel like I saw different ones being used at some point. He's
2: he's always done the Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful because he explained this to me a few years ago. So when like people embed his tweets into articles and stuff the the name fightful will be in the uh in the tweet handle so people can can find the site and stuff so oh, i don't I think see. he okay yeah i don't think he changes that too often he does change his profile picture way too much i get so confused i hate people that change their profile picture that much i get confused like i'm scrolling the timeline i was like who is this person <laughs> yeah
3: usually when i see a new picture i just go it's sean <laughs> that's his new account <laughs>
2: Uh, I watched American. your I, I watched a bunch of your videos the one I watched just before we came on let's let's argue about this denise the folklore oh, yeah. album <laughs> look the the rest of this podcast is probably going to be Taylor Swifts all right, everybody, if you, if you don't want to listen to us talking about Taylor Swift, you can tune out. We, we might drop some wrestling gems in there, but we, we, we did our service. We did 25 minutes on wrestling, close to 25 minutes. We well, did...
3: actually, I hate to okay. cut you off, but technically, wrestling fans should be fans of Taylor Swift because Becky Lynch wants to be in her music video. The Big Show is a Swifty. <laughs> the Rock is a Swifty. John Cena is a Swifty. I mean, come on. How much more can you possibly want? All
2: I right, have more. <laughs> I have more. Daniel Bryan, obviously. He sent oh, yeah? a tweet. Ricochet. Ricochet uh, tweeted about My Tears Ricochet.
3: Renee Young.
2: Renee Young. Uh, Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks is actually... Get this. Here's a, here's a scoop for everybody. Ricky Starks is a big Kanye West fan, right? Um, and we, we had a discussion about Kanye and some of his uh, recent tweets. And, you know, Kanye was supposed to release his album like the same day. Taylor was releasing hers. Obviously Kanye didn't. So I was talking to to Ricky about this. I was like, you gotta listen to the new Taylor Swift album. He's like, I don't really enjoy that stuff. Like I need something that's gonna like work out stuff. I was like, no, 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 just listen to it. Like, trust me on this. He messaged me back. He's like, I love the album. She did a great job with it. I have converted Ricky Starks from a Kanye West fan to a swifty all right everybody you can report that you can put that little little exclusive report out there uh go for it ricky starks is a swifty as well cesaro is one i've heard cesaro mentioned that one yes
3: what
2: did he say? uh i was listening to i think it was a seth rollins interview seth rollins also a swifty he did Bruce, oh, uh, Bruce
3: brucef too Rusev? yes
2: yes Um, I think I was listening to a Seth Seth Rollins interview and he mentioned something. Oh yeah, Cesaro loves Shake It Off, loves singing Shake It Off. This this is a few years ago, obviously. But so Cesaro was one, Seth Rollins. I know Seth Rollins did like Carpool Karaoke where him and I think Roman, right? Roman were singing it. So yeah, see, it's all tied. This is why Sean says write anything about Taylor Swift if somebody tweets about it. Because everyone knows, everyone knows that Taylor Swift is just a level above the rest of the world. Let's be honest.
3: Well, I think the problem too though is that a lot of people think they just know like oh her songs like Shake It Off and Love Story and You Belong With Me and they don't really know some of her other music like the you know more in-depth serious songs if you want to call them that. So everyone just thinks that they're going to get like this pop girl and people like to trash pop music because they don't take it seriously. But the thing is that Taylor Swift herself has elevated pop music by making it more important, not just like, oh, here's a great chorus that we can all sing along to. Sure, that's great and dandy, but she's taking it to a whole new level.
2: She has number one albums in three different genres. Who, who else is doing that? You know, who else is doing that? Let's talk about folklore. I watched your uh, song rankings video. let oh, yeah, 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 Let's argue oh, about this. You, are you
3: upset about this?
2: Like, <laughs> mine changes every single day. I'll listen to the album, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is my favorite song today. And then I'll listen to it the next day. And I'm like, no, actually, this is my favorite song today. You had August in, in your rankings as number one, correct? Is that yes. still the case?
3: Yes, I love August. August sends my heart into a spiral. Like, I just I feel like my heart comes out and then it gets just like twisted up and then ex- explodes into like a bunch of stuff that's how i feel when i listen to taylor's music
2: i look i agree I, I i think i've tweeted this but i listened to it when it came out midnight and like i was legit crying at my tears ricochet uh, oh that's
3: such a great song Hey,
2: like so much of it her music just throughout the years, like the best music is the stuff that just like resonates with you. You know what I mean? Like the the stuff you can relate to, whether so it's, they've
3: stolen all your work? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I see what you mean.
2: <laughs> like you know, it's stuff that you can just relate to, and some of the songs, like you can just you can relate it to yourself if you're going through it or if you've been through it and stuff. And like that's what makes her a pretty exceptional artist is like she just her music sounds relatable, even though you know she's talking about having her master tape stolen it's like no we can really relate to that especially people like us but like you can relate it to something like i've gone through in my personal life and it's like oh okay like i get it so that's why i love her music
3: oh yeah like i'm sorry but all too well is that song where i mean i'm the person so obviously before i found the one I had a bunch of other heartbreaks, boys that broke my heart and shattered me into a million different pieces. And so because of that, I know what that heartbreak feels like and songs like All Too Well and like so many others have like just been those songs where, you know, here's the thing about Taylor is that when she sings, it's almost like my initial first thought that I had when I first listened to Taylor was, holy cow how does this girl know everything that I feel? Things that I've never even said out loud, things that I've never even admitted to myself. She sings so openly and so beautifully and it all makes sense. It's like she's in your brain and she's in your heart and she knows exactly how you're feeling in any situation, whether you're Being bullied and left out of school, whether your heart was broken, whether you lost a friend, whether you're scared about where you belong in this world, where whatever it is, there's so many different topics that she has touched on. um, It really resonates with you. And that's the it's kind of creepy, though, how like every album. It's kind of on par with how your life has been. So it's almost like your life is moving along like Taylor's. You're experiencing the exact same things. And she even mentioned this in the Miss Americana documentary. It's where she's like, oh, yeah, like, I'll put out an album about things that I went through. And then my fans are like, oh, my God, I'm going through this exact same thing, too. And that's the thing. That is why people connect to her so much, because she she knows you. She knows you.
2: Yeah, people like people think it's weird or they they can't relate to it and look I'm I was born 88, she was born 89. Denise, can I ask you your age?
1: 92. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat, picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket, outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? <laughs>
3: so i'm 28 okay
2: oh my god youngin <laughs> um but still all around roughly the same age so it does parallel a lot of what i've been through in my life again i've not been through what, what she's been through but you can always just find something in her songs of like yeah i relate to that uh, all too well is my favorite taylor swift song of all time
3: is it really um, yes it's um, a beautiful song mine is daylight
2: Daylight? Okay. daylight
3: daylight changed my life forever <laughs> and the reason like why daylight changed my life is because when she says like step into the daylight and let it go like there are so many things that I've struggled with that I just can't let go I'm not that person that can easily forget about things I analyze every single little thing I worry about every single little thing and I take everything to heart right but when Taylor Swift saying that I was just like man let it go, let everything go. And I feel like I've had this like new perspective of life in my mind. And it's made me like so much more like happier. And I don't know. And then just the parts where she talks about New York and sneaking in your bed and all of that stuff. I was just like, stop it. This song is everything to me. And it replaced Enchanted because Enchanted was my favorite song for the longest time. When I heard Enchanted for the first time, I was driving to school, I was in college when the album came out and I just remember crying in my car thinking, holy dang, Taylor Swift did it. This is the song that I have been waiting for my entire life. And there was this thing going on 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 Facebook saying, oh, if you had like six minutes left to live, like what is the last song that you would listen to? And like that would be the last thing you listen to. I was like, it would be enchanted. And then it got, I just went into like all these emotions and whatever. But now it's
2: daylight. You can curse, by the way. I heard you say fuck that fuck. On Quizzle I Mania yesterday, and then see, you just but you though, said, "Dang, like it, <laughs> oh, Well, Taylor curses in the new album. She drops the she drops an f bomb multiple times."
3: Yeah, but I see. I like to space my f bombs out, you know. <laughs> I like to have the people like <laughs> savor them or something. I, I just don't drop them left and right. <laughs> they, I pick my moments.
2: <laughs> what is a Taylor Swift song that it just comes on in the car? Or what's your like go-to Taylor Swift car karaoke song? Ready for it. Okay. Ready for
3: it? Because I've I've never done karaoke. By the way, I, oh I've my god, I'm too I'm too scared. I'm I, like you would think I wouldn't be scared, but I'm terrified of doing karaoke. I would never do it. Well, maybe I would, but I wouldn't right now. <laughs> um, but okay. So, Ready for it is the song that I go in the car and listen to it because that is the song that gets me hyped up. So when I'm going in for a job, I'm going in for an audition or meeting or whatever, something that I'm excited for, I'll put on Ready for it and I'm like, yes, I'm pumped. I now need what i need to succeed for the day
2: that is a great like get hype song i do love that song to just like listen to and i like i think reputation is actually underrated because it's hell yeah yes see um but yeah when when she did the the stadium tour and that was the first song uh i I love that song as well (laughs)
3: It hurts me that she can't open every tour with Ready For It because (laughs) I feel that is the perfect uh, song to start any tour. Like, I cried in Miss Americana when they showed the background scenes when she's getting ready to come out and she's getting her game face on and she puts the little hood on and she stands there and she's getting ready and then all you see is, like, the back shot of her like this. That part is my favorite part in the whole documentary. And I just, like, remember because, like, the Reputation tour was literally the best days of my life
2: whenever the world opens back up in 2025 that's my prediction uh and, and we have wrestling conventions and stuff again and you know we're in vegas or wherever we're at we're gonna go out one night and we're gonna do taylor swift karaoke no, okay I can't. I'm No, i'm so scared i can't, no, I can't they, do it we are going to do this all right do you do you drink <laughs>
3: I don't drink either, btw. Okay, I... I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. I'm that straight edge person. <laughs> All right,
2: I don't drink either. Uh, I do smoke, but um, I don't drink. And Smoking
3: is bad for you.
2: <laughs> it's you know, it's uh, it's legal in some states to smoke.
3: Um... No, I know, I know. <laughs> I just like to play the whole CM Punk thing. No,
2: oh, it's fine. I don't, I don't care. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna smoke regardless. Uh, but. it's... <laughs> Look you, you don't have to drink I won't drink We're gonna do a duet I don't know what song We're gonna do but we will do some Type of duet I, I love Karaoke absolutely love it I've done it with just you know like you can do it In like small rooms with just like your friends And stuff I was in um Oh look this is see you can do it With just like friends you can do it obviously With like big stage people I was in Jamaica And you know it was all inclusive Resorts and, and whatnot they had a karaoke night And I was like yeah I'm going to do this and i got up there and i did shake it off shake it off by the way is my go-to karaoke song love that song um and just just crushed it absolutely crushed it uh i don't know if i actually did but look we're gonna do a taylor swift karaoke duet okay we will No, i can't
3: i can't do it i'll do the dancing i don't (laughs) mind dancing i don't (laughs) mind acting out the lyrics because i get very i can act out taylor swift lyrics like death by a thousand cuts I can act out that whole song, but singing in front of people, I don't know if I could do it because I just can't carry a tune.
2: Well, I'm not a good singer. I have Taylor Swift, karaoke champ in my bio. I'm terrible at, at karaoke. I don't care. Like I just go up there and perform and well, just make are a you fool. Loved, out of
3: myself. Are you loved more if you suck or if you're good when you do karaoke? Like what do the people want? Do they want you to suck?
2: Oh, I think they
3: want you to suck, then that's great.
2: I think people just like want a performance, you know what I mean? Like, if you're like, I'm not going, I know I'm not a good singer, I, I make no bones about that. I'm not going up there to be like this great singer or something, but I will, I'll give the people a show, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I do. So, that we'll do it, Denise. We're gonna do it other people are going to be around maybe sean will be there we'll peer pressure you into this you might
3: have to pay me (laughs) i would i would do it for the money we'll
2: put (laughs) we'll put it on fightful select we'll get a cut out of uh however many views it gets or something we're gonna do this
3: Ooh. All Look, right, fine. You know what? I'm a sport. I'll do it. Yes. Whenever COVID is over, like I said, I've had a new perspective on life <laughs> after COVID. I'm gonna start living my life better. So I'll do karaoke with you. We'll do a duet.
2: You you heard it here, everyone, it's on record now, so if you try to back out whenever again twenty twenty five, when the world opens back up, we're gonna I'm gonna bring up this podcast from five years ago and be like, no Denise, see, you said you would do this with me. We can pick no
3: Kanye though. No Kanye. No, no, we're
2: not going to do Kanye. Kanye does have some good uh, karaoke songs, but we're we're doing a Taylor Swift song. Why would we do a Kanye West song?
3: I just want to make sure, you know. I don't want it to be a surprise. Denise, you said you're going to do a duet here it is a Kanye West song and then I'm just like ooh, like I can't back out of it now I'm, I'm on tape
2: no no I I would not do that to you I said a Taylor Swift song I don't think I said okay. like just a rant we're doing a Taylor Swift song that that's what right, I do when I do karaoke everybody literally when I go to karaoke with my friends they will pick a Taylor Swift song for me they're just like we want it we want you to perform this one so yeah people know me for my Taylor Swift performances
3: all right wonderful wonderful <laughs> I could live with that
2: Um all right, so August is your is your favorite track. Mine is Invisible String. I don't know why. I think it's because like it's very like upbeat. I like the rhythm of it. You mentioned like some of the lines like throwing pennies in the pool and stuff. Like Mm -hmm. I, I think her cadence in that song is just very good and it's very it's also a catchy song
3: that's a great song it's funny because my best friend that does taylor swift videos with me on my channel she we're always talking about how like i'm the romantic in the group she's more of like then i'm not she's not really as into romance or like as, like, me, right? So we're usually pretty opposite on these types of stuff. And her favorite song is Invisible String, too. And I was shocked. I was shocked. I didn't expect it from her. So the fact that, like, you said Invisible String is your favorite song and she said Invisible String is her favorite song, I can't deny it. I, I think, I don't know what I ranked it at. Let me check. Um, I ranked it at number six.
2: Yeah. See, this I is where we have beef. I ranked it at. Yeah, I knew so, it wasn't in your top five, and this is why I'm we have beef.
3: sorry, but I just couldn't kick out other songs. Like, I think Mirrorball is, God, I love Mirrorball, and I love Betty, and I love Exile, and I love My Tears Ricochet, and you know which song I'm really, really, like, it's going up on my list? Seven? Seven is going up on good. my list because I don't know what it is about that song. Like, it just sounds so good.
2: You were higher on Mirrorball than me. You had it at like two or three, right?
3: I think I had it at, I had it at three because yeah. I had Hoax at number two because I live for sad stuff. Like, <laughs> if something is sad, I don't care. Like, I will read the saddest book. I will re- watch the saddest movie. Listen to the saddest song. I I like sad stuff.
2: I like her sad. White Horse was my most played in iTunes for the longest time until Do you think that's her saddest song like for you? I don't know if that's her saddest song It's probably like my favorite of her saddest songs though So if if that makes sense But I don't know if it's like her overall saddest song
3: I I feel like a lot of the guys that I talk to that are Taylor Swift fans They love White Horse it's pretty interesting how like certain songs appeal to certain people uh i think there's actually one song that i can't listen to and i skip it because it makes me so sad and it's never grow up
2: oh that used to be my ringtone for for a while
3: it's too sad I can't bear it my heart breaks into a zillion pieces so when it comes up and I'm in a good mood I go nope it can't bring me down right now
2: <laughs> look it, it's a sad song but like I just like the message of never grow up because I don't plan on ever growing up myself so that's like that's why I enjoy that song because I like the the message yeah. of never grow up behind it
3: but that's not how I see it. I see it more as like don't grow up because all the people you know and love are going to be gone someday. And you're going to be old and you're going to be living <laughs> all alone. And all those beautiful memories that you had as a kid are gone. And and I just, I can't. Like I have younger brothers. I have, I have a sister. I have cousins. And so when I think of this song, it just like shatters me.
2: I, I get it. I mean, I, I see it that way. But again, the way that I always view it is like I don't want to be the person who grows up. And people get mad at me for that because they're like, you got to grow up sometime. I was like, no, Taylor Swift told me to never grow up, okay? So I don't have to uh, grow up. You need to calm down is actually my, my background on my phone. So that way, like, I look at it as a reminder, especially when I'm on Twitter, I'm like telling myself of like, don't let this shit bother you. Like, just you, they need to calm down. You need to calm down. Just don't let it you We
3: all got you. crowns.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love that song though because it's it's really like the ultimate like hater swatting song of like whatever you say no j- just calm down you don't need to say that
3: yeah i was i was very pleasantly surprised when she brought this song out because you know taylor Swift had been dropping hints here and there that she was you know in support of lgbtq plus movement and all of that right and but this song was really that song where it was like this is your anthem And this was her like speaking up for that community. And so it just like really, it was very nice to sort of see her add that song to her collection of songs. Um, I actually, that song wasn't my favorite when I heard it, but the more and more that I listened to it, I like it more now than I did in the beginning. And that usually happens to me though. Like there's songs where I'll come out and be like, oh yeah, I like this song. But then like two years later, I'll be like, oh my God, this is the best song ever. But but, yeah, but my favorite song though on Lover, besides daylight, would have to be Death by a Thousand Cuts. Like that song literally saved my life this last, like October, August, when I was just so sad and heartbroken. And this, that song came at the perfect timing
2: i love death by a thousand cuts um you mentioned sad songs we'll we'll stick with lover here soon you'll get better that might be well, her her saddest because obviously it's about her mom and you know lover came out end of august my grandma passed away uh begin middle of july and so like i related a lot to just what what taylor was talking about my mom actually called me. They, they played uh, Soon You'll Get Better on, like, the, the country station a couple of days after the album comes out. My mom calls me and was like, did Taylor do a song about, like, her mom having, like, cancer or something? And I was like, yeah. And, of course, this is after my grandma passed away. My, and it's my mom's mom. And she's like, I couldn't listen to it like I cried and I had to turn it off like so I always relate that song to like what I went through with my grandma since they're very close in uh relevance and yeah that's a tough one for me to like listen to without crying
3: oh I get it I have to skip that one too I can't listen to it because it's just too sad it's too sad and it's a beautiful song and that's the thing that I mean all of her songs are beautiful but that's not the point the point is that it could really take you into a dark place when you listen to it you're just like man like me I start thinking about life and but that's the beauty about Taylor though is that she does these songs that you're just like ooh, you start thinking man the wheels start going <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think Corn- um well Cornelia Street um acoustic from the lover in Paris like yeah, that yeah. one because that's very similar to like all too well with, with the piano and everything so that one gets me i love paper rings i like the bops you know what i mean like something you do can do you just like listen london to.
3: boy i love london boy london i boy love is london good. boy more than paper rings
2: <laughs> i i like something that i can throw on in my car turn up to you know <laughs> you
3: can't love a london boy 100. is that what you're telling me? <laughs>
2: oh london boy you can throw on in the car and turn it up to 100 and and dance and get weird looks from people uh next to you in the car i don't care though like whatever let me listen to what i want to listen to Um, right right
3: (laughs) i love london boy I, i try to switch the words sometimes but it's a little bit hard
2: what do you switch it to
3: well, I switch it to because my fiance is from Orange County, but I hate Orange County. So I'm like, oh, my OC boy, but I hate Orange County. But so it's complicated.
2: <laughs> so so you try to remix the song. I can respect that. Yeah. I try yeah. to do that as well.
3: Or, you know, when she says uh, like a t- uh like a Tennessee Stella McCartney, I change it to like a Californian Taylor Swift to like fit me. Because like, yeah, I, I, it's, it's just <laughs> ignore me. I, I do weird stuff. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's very difficult to do that Like remix a song that's like always in your head And then yeah. you know You hear it on radio or whatever And not sing along Try to come up with the lyric that you want it to be It's tough to actually do that So I respect oh, I that, that, you that you try to fun. do that
3: Yeah I do that for fun Like I'll randomly sing songs about my life Or like I'll being stuck in traffic I'll sing songs about like that But like switch it into like Taylor Swift songs So like either the beat or like the lyrics But then I change the words it's a fun game I don't know
2: <laughs> You mentioned songs That you don't like Or It doesn't connect with you When it first comes out You listen to it a little bit And then it's like Okay I, I like this song a lot more Cardigan Was like that for me I know you had that Ranked pretty high Oh yeah No
3: Actually no I had Cardigan ranked at Oh my I god you had had like, At number 10 No oh, I, I thought it, it like was 10. higher Okay No No Cardigan I, did, I actually thought that The one was a million times better
2: oh yeah i like the one a lot better
3: yeah but i just i i I didn't like cardigan right from the start i mean i liked it right but i didn't think consider it one of my favorites though and so i think that song has grown on me though more and more as i listen to it but you know which song there's so many that do that like peace did that i I love
2: peace you you underrated peace you had that at like 15 or something I don't know if it was I that I had it
3: one. at 14. Yeah. At 13. I had it at 14. Oh,
2: that song is one of my favorites on the album. You
3: know. It happens, though. <laughs> I, 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 My lover ranking was a mess. My first lover ranking was really bad. Like, it completely changed. I don't even know where I had Daylight ranked. I don't even know if I had it at number one or if I had Cornelia Street at number one. I don't remember.
2: you got to go back now and do, because uh, Lover's almost a year old now. So you gotta go back and do like the rankings like one year later to see how much it has changed. I don't know if you have time to do all this. You're a busy, busy person. I but... did
3: I did all the other albums though. I like I've ranked every album on the channel. Yeah. So that's all up there. But those are more well thought out. But I don't know, it's just weird. Like certain there's certain times where I'll like I Wish You Would from nineteen eighty nine. That one, um, I I didn't consider it, consider it one of my favorites whatsoever. And then like years later i'm thinking this is one of the best songs on 1989 i'm done this is one of the most overrated songs uh treacherous treacherous is now like embodied into my dna so yeah
2: i think you should go back and and re-rank lover based on how you're feeling now compared to where you were when you when you first ranked it uh it is it is a thing where you can just go back so so cardigan when i first heard that you know it was the first single she dropped before and then the album kind of came out right out, like two minutes after but cardigan i listened to that and i was like "Ooh, i don't know about this i had the same reaction with me by the way i did not like me I, it's still not like a song that i love oh, me oh no
3: i was so <laughs> pissed off when people bullied her into removing hey kids spelling is fun Oh, I was livid. I was so mad. I almost did a whole rant video on just that. I love me. Me is that song where you just feel better about yourself. And she did that song for people to, you know, feel happy with themselves. And I feel happy when I listen to me.
2: I'm I'm not a fan. I don't know if I'll ever be a fan of the song. But I appreciate that you got something out of it. Yeah. I, I, did, I didn't think she needed to remove the spelling is fun part. I didn't think it added anything to the song, though.
3: (laughs) Actually, the reason why I loved it was because it coincided a lot with Taylor because she loves to spell. She loves word games. Right. She loves to play Scrabble. So it wasn't just like, hey, kids, spelling is fun was a random line. Like, there was depth to that line. Like, there was a connection to Taylor and that (laughs) line. So that's why I was livid when she took it out. And I was like, you guys can't say like you you can't pick and choose what she includes in her songs i'm sorry if if she liked it and she put it then she should have left it
2: yeah well that's the thing the fact that she did remove it makes me believe that she wasn't as you know as i think
3: she got i think she i think she felt bad about it she seems like the type of like the type of person that would feel bad about something and that's true try to undo it
2: yeah that that's very fair um I, I think it's a better song without it. I didn't like that line. I, I'm still not big on the song. But when I first heard that, and when I first heard Cardigan, I I was really thinking because those were the singles for me. I was really thinking like, is this gonna be like her first like not good album? Like is it, is this just like gonna be an actual miss? And then you listen to the whole album, and it's like okay, no, she she doesn't actually miss. Um, especially Cardigan because when I heard that, I was like, this album. And you can even look at the. Uh, the 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 cover like the album cover she's in the woods and everything like this is probably not going to be like this love exuberant pop album that she she previously did with lover so i heard cardigan's like i don't know i just don't know and now i listen to the whole thing of folklore it's legitimately my favorite taylor swift album of all time and
3: here's the thing though is that like that's always something that happens with Taylor is that the singles that she releases are so different from what you have on the album. Yeah. And then there's always fans thinking like, how was this not a single? How was this song not a single? Like this should have been the single for the album. <laughs> so I think we all would have had different picks for what the single should have been. Like me, I think I would have gone with The One or Mirrorball or even Betty to be like the first song that you hear.
2: Yeah, I, I think I would have gone with Betty. But I mean, you know, Cardigan uh betty and what august all go together uh, is the little trilogy that she does this is you read i don't know how many people read people do these threads on on bray wyatt and everything you know and all all these layers and stuff if you go to like a taylor swift reddit you do these videos denise you do like oh tell me about it
3: i (laughs) do them they're a lot of work and you go down a lot of rabbit holes (laughs) and you do a lot of evaluation you read things over and over you have to trust your gut though on what you feel and what you think the song is about and i I was very confused with the love triangle when i first (laughs) like heard what songs coincided with the love triangle i was like i don't get it i'm confused but after i did my studying i was like okay i get this all right i put the video out it took 13 (laughs) hours to do and that video is almost at 80k so i'm really really happy (laughs) um that video is doing really well but it it was like a 20 something minute video and i didn't even come out in the video there was no room for me in the video
2: (laughs) (laughs) This, this is like the brilliant thing of just her whole career and how people are like, oh, is this about this? Is this about this? Is like, she can say anything and maybe it relates to something she's gone through. Maybe it doesn't, but people will, will like note that and be like, oh, it's definitely about this. It Like it definitely, like I want to re I'm never going to reach this point. I want to reach the point where like, anything that i say people are like always actually talking about this it's like no it's just like some throwaway thing that i just decided to put in there because it sounded cool and it has nothing to do with anything but like, that's the point she has reached of like creative genius for through her fan base
3: yeah and it's funny because i try to do that i add easter eggs in my tweets all the time <laughs> and i try to do things like that connect to other things and i I like it i love the easter egg stuff sometimes i even put easter eggs in my youtube videos or or if i do a podcast like i'll throw an easter egg in there like it's weird like i do them but like only i know i do them
2: (laughs) i i'm very much the same way as like i like to think oh i have so many layers to my tweets and like in my mind i do like when i tweet something it's like oh yeah i'm saying this but this is what i actually mean and people are probably just like what are you even talking right. about like you you had the uh there's the raw podcast a few weeks ago you had the white horse reference and i know sean didn't get it but i messaged you yeah. out as like i got it i'm with you yeah on that you one. were
3: the only person i got it I <laughs> the only person it was hilarious i had even forgotten because i felt like i had <laughs> dropped like some other ones like in the past and i had forgotten about it then i saw your message and i was like oh good that didn't go unwasted <laughs>
2: No, no, no. I will will listen to the podcast and I will uh, always pick up on the the Taylor Swift references. And obviously, as you just found out, White Horse was a much played song by me. So right when you said it, it it connected pretty I remember
3: my first time on Quizlemania when we did the pricing, all my numbers were Taylor Swift numbers. I, like, I, w- I would try to think like, okay, this is the price that I think this thing is near. Okay, what Taylor Swift number can I do that's <laughs> close to that price? Or how can I add a Taylor Swift number? So I'll add like 0.13 or I'll add 89 or just something silly <laughs> like that. So I did like, I think one, my, my, I wanted to do $20. So instead I did $19.89. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll do dumb stuff like that.
2: I watched Cozal Mania yesterday. Um, we need to work on your drawing skills, I will say. They're
3: so bad. I know. I, I, they're bad. A lot of stuff that I did, I'm just like, whatever. You know what? I need work on a lot of things.
2: Y'all got screwed on that because, I mean, you, you tipped your hand a little bit when, when Sean it wasn't was like, it wasn't
3: like, yes, oh my God, yeah. he's got it. And like, in my head, I was like, yes, he's got it. Like, that's his answer. But I guess everybody else thought it was like, no, he's still thinking about his answer
2: right but yeah y'all got screwed multiple times on five that show times yesterday. like five
3: times yeah for sure are
2: you are you doing it again have you filed a protest
3: i have not filed a pro i mean i've said words on twitter that was about it
2: <laughs> you have to you need to file a petition i hear that's what everybody's doing nowadays it's just a yeah. petition for everything
3: yeah that's true i'm are gonna you- do a change.org <laughs>
2: Uh, are you doing QuizzleMania again? I don't know. They're doing SummerSlam, right? Like no, a I think
3: that's just Sean. Yeah, okay. that's just Sean.
2: All right. He's hogging the spotlight for himself, as he typically He's, will do.
3: Yeah. but <laughs> well, did you see? I almost didn't get a chance in my introduction. Sean was taking the whole spotlight. I
2: know. <laughs> I know. This is what he does. He just... The Monday shows, he... You know, it's got to be all about him. The Friday shows, it's got to be all about him. We're just fighting for words here. That's why we got to do our own podcast to get rid of him. Uh, yeah. I'm going to ask you... And look, this is completely random. I'm going to name a wrestler. And you got to uh-huh. give me a, the closest Taylor Swift song you can to identify. To their identify. character
3: or who they are in real life? Uh, to or their whatever. character.
2: We'll, we'll do character. Okay, I'll okay. try. All
3: right. All right, let's do this.
2: All right, Seth Rollins.
3: I'm going to go with... The Archer.
2: Okay. Daniel Bryan.
3: Since he liked folklore... <laughs> I'm going to go with Peace, because I know he's into all that green stuff. So I'll just go with Peace.
2: (laughs) Roman Reigns.
3: (sighs) Roman Reigns. What song would I give him? You know what? I'm going to give him Ready For It, because when I think of Roman Reigns, I think of energy. So there you go. Roman Reigns. That's the one I'll give him.
2: Charlotte Flair
3: charlotte flair she's quoted a lot of billy eilish songs i can't give her the man because i feel that would be for becky lynch so i would give her i did something bad
2: oh all right i like that pick that's a it's a strong pick uh sasha banks
3: um i'm gonna give her let me see boss flashy uh let's give her endgame cody Cody. See oozes this He has a lot of confidence. Let's think. Uh, you know what? Just for fun, I'm gonna give him Miss Americana <laughs> North. <hard difference. laughs> Just because of the American nightmare, Americana. There you go.
2: We're gonna tweet at Cody and tell him that's his Taylor Swift song. And he'll probably respond to us. He's he's to a lot of people on Twitter nowadays. That's funny. <laughs> Alright, I appreciate you doing that. Denise Big news, you're doing the Wrestle Talk podcast now on Fridays. Tell everybody about this.
3: Yeah, I'm really excited so that just happened. I think two days ago Luke kicked me up and it's so funny because I'm in California and they're in the UK and we couldn't get in contact on the phone. Like I kept calling him and the call would just drop and he would call me and it wouldn't even go through. But eventually we got through, we had to do video chat. That was the only way we can talk. And I look a mess. Like I didn't have makeup on, my hair was all up like in a bun, it was gross. And he was like, we want you to be on the podcast. And I was like, yes. And I was like, ooh, I look like shit right now, but yes. And so, um, so yes, yeah, so I was really happy that they asked me to be part of it. And so we'll be doing that every Friday on the Talk YouTube channel.
2: And where else can the people find you?
3: Uh, YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo, Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. And then I'm here every Monday. Raw podcast with the SRS. So there you go. That guy.
2: Everybody follow Denise again. If you want positivity in your life, if you want to support someone who just enjoys what she does for a living, please support Denise. One of the the best people I know in this uh, line of work. I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, We'll be back on Saturday. With the TEW series. We're fresh off of King of Kings. Where Triple H retired and murdered the fiend Bray Wyatt. I don't know what happens after this show. But we'll be back doing that. Joseph will be back next week. Hopefully. uh, If not. I'll try to find another co-host. But hopefully Joe is doing better. uh, With everything he's got going on. He'll be back next week. No movie review next Tuesday. I apologize. We do have to review that Kurt Angle, Kevin Nash movie, uh, we will. I do have the They Live review coming out. So everyone, sign up to Fightful Select. Go to Fightful.com. We're uh, trying to launch Fightful Gaming. Everyone tweeted Sean. Tell him to pay me more money to do uh, gaming streams and things like that. Tell him to pay Denise more as well. Help Denise and I get more followers so we can pass Sean and I can take over the Raw uh, post show for one for one night where we pretty much do this podcast all over again and maybe we talk a little bit about raw as well again check out feifle.com thank you everybody for listening we
0: will talk to you on saturday